This conference will now be recorded. Let your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people, we declare your mighty works. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and to come, blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Jesus, thank you, Jesus, Father in heaven. How we love you. Yes, Lord. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises as your people. We declare your mighty works, and blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Oh, Jesus, we love it even as we enter his gates. Says that we should enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and his courts with grace. Even as we begin this session, I just want us to open our mouth and just exalt the name of the Lord. Let's bless his name. Let's show him. Let's appreciate him. Let's give him thanks for all he has done for us. He reigns above the earth. We just want to open our mouth and just worship him. Just want to bless his name. Just want to exalt his holy name in the name of Jesus. 
Beloved, we want to pray that even as we have come before the throne of grace, we want to pray that any 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 legality that the enemy would use against our prayers, any anything that the enemy has in us that he would use as 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 a legality. To, to hinder our prayers. We want to pray that the blood of Jesus would cancel every legality in the name of Jesus. We are praying that anything in us that is of the enemy, anything in us that is not of Christ Jesus, we are praying that the blood of Jesus would purge us in the name of Jesus, that the enemy would not have legal bounds, would not, would, would not be able to hinder our prayers tonight in the name of Jesus. Shall we lift up our voice and pray? We are pleading the blood in the name of Jesus to cancel every legality in the name of Jesus. Anything that would hinder our prayers, we are praying against it in the name of Jesus. We are saying, let the blood of Jesus, let the blood of Jesus speak in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, shall we lift up our voice and pray in the name of Jesus. Heavenly uh, Father, even as we come before your throne, Lord, we come just as we are, oh God. Uh, Father, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, anything, any legality the enemy would use against our prayers tonight. Father, Lord, uh, we pray in the name of Jesus that your blood, oh Lord, uh, will cancel every legality uh, in the name of Jesus. Father, even as we come, we come in your name, uh, in the name of Jesus, and we pray, oh Lord, my Ah, that you would have your way in the name of Jesus, that you would purge us, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Father. For the prince of this world is coming, he has nothing to hold against me, and therefore we come before Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Lord, I just want us to lift up prayer. I want us to lift up prayer for TPN members, for TPN members who are trusting God for, for jobs, who are trusting God for career advancement. Are trusting God for any form of advancement or any form of breakthroughs. Whatever thing we are praying that whatever thing that is, whatever thing that is that is 
hindering whatever thing that is hindering the manifestation of 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 god in their lives you are praying we are praying in the name of jesus for for god's intervention we want to pray that we want to pray and stand upon the authority of the word of god and command any any opposition any entity that is res resisting the advancement of god's people we are standing upon the authority of the word of god and we are crushing it now in the name of jesus one thing i know is that the enemy is an opposer and anything that god is doing the enemy would want to oppose it the enemy doesn't want to see god's people have testimonies the enemy doesn't want to see god's people progress so we want to pray want to pray want to take this prayer declaration i want to pray that father in the name of jesus we stand upon the authority of your word and by the power in the blood of Jesus. We command every entity or power that is resisting our next levels to be crushed now in the name of Jesus. We are praying that every opposition at the doors of our breakthroughs, we are setting it to fire now in the name of Jesus. And we are declaring that our breakthroughs will not be diverted in the name of Jesus. We are declaring in the name of Jesus that we shall receive that which God has for us in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, I just want us to open our mouth and lift up prayer for TPN members, for anyone who is trusting God, for any form of advancement, for any form of breakthrough. You just want to open your mouth now and pray in the name of Jesus. We are interceding in the name of Jesus. Just lift up our voice and make this prayer in the name of Jesus. Jesus, 
Thank you, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm going to take our next prayer and then I'll hand over. Um, when you read the book of Second Samuel 15, the Bible talks about Absalom's conspiracy against David. And, and it says in verse 12 that Absalom was managed to get David's counselor, that is Ahithophel, to be part of the conspiracy. And uh, the word of God, God says in verse 31 that, and when David heard about it, he said he prayed that the Lord turns Ahithophel's counsel into foolishness. And we want to pray that prayer tonight, that any conspiracy of the wicked, anyone who has risen up to conspire against us, any form of conspiracy at our workplaces, any form of conspiracy, in any area of our lives against our marriage, any any form of conspiracy, whatever conspiracy that has has been has has taken place has occurred against our lives, we want to pray in the name of Jesus that whatever conspiracy whatever conspiracy have have been plotted against us would 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 be rendered null and void, would be turned into foolishness in the name of Jesus. We are praying that whatever the enemy planned against us, we are praying and we are declaring that it will backfire on their own heads in the name of Jesus. We are we are praying and we are declaring that whatever thing the enemy meant for for evil for us, we are declaring that it will turn it will it will turn for our good in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. When we lift up this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus, shall we lift up our voice and pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We are declaring that any form of conspiracy 
of the wicked against our lives, against our loved ones, will be turned into foolishness in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. against our lives that be it in our marriages, be it in our businesses, be it Lord, whatever area of our lives, Father God. Oh, 
for it is he who grant us the grace to come in his presence. It is by him that we are not consumed. By his everlasting love, we stand. One of the things that we know is that any time that we are under attack, and any time that we are in a period of liberty, we know that the Lord our God will not leave us. The Bible says that he demonstrated his love towards us in that he first loved us and called us to be children of his purpose and of his light. Peter says that we were predestined from the foundations of the world to be the children of light and to be the children of his glory. And so we know that in all things, we are more than conquerors. Even in the face of the plans of the wicked, in the face of the tribulation the enemy desire to take us through, it will all end in praise to the name of the Lord our God. Adversity does not make you weak. The purpose of every adversity in your life is to make you strong. And there are some adversities that you come through that you feel that you have been helped by that adversity. There are adversities that you encounter that their sole purpose is to reposition you and to disconnect you from certain things. Number one, adversities are a learning process. Number two, adversity helps us disconnect from places, from people, from circumstances, from locations that hold us back. Number three, adversity helps us see our full potential. And anytime there is an adversity, it means that there is a sign, it's a sign, the adversity itself is a sign that something great is about to come. Anytime we hear that there is a death attack, there is also a life-giving breath of God that comes after that death attack has been dealt with. So from experiences, these experiences are not things we encounter only in the scripture, but our own lives are a manifestation of the increasing nature of the Christian walk and the fact that in that increasing nature of that walk, we grew in spiritual reality and spiritual knowledge. Your experiences themselves are supposed to be a compendium of spiritual knowledge, an encyclopedia of your experiences in God that should be passed on to others and to generations after you. So the battles that we face, they are not battles of the flesh, but they are the battles of the spirit that when you pass them to the generations that will come, they will not be in ignorance, but they will be standing on the shoulders of a giant to continue battles that are far beyond them. So never despise your spiritual battles. Never despise your spiritual experiences. Experiences are far more important than whatever that you could ever hear from this voice of a man. That is why when I listen to a man of God, I'm interested in the experiences he speaks. It is easy to pick a Bible and read, pick quotations, 
put together information and preach. But when you preach with a certain conviction out of your experiences, any serious Christian will know that you've been through the trenches and you've come out victorious. That is the essence of spiritual testimony. That our testimony themselves must reflect a certain desire of God to use our life as a pattern to demonstrate to the church how he works in mysterious ways. Never despise your experiences. Never despise the battles you face. Never despise the struggles you are going through. No one says that those struggles are pleasant. No one argues that those struggles are bitter. But they are nonetheless necessary. They are part of your compendium of spiritual experiences that will shape and prepare you for your generation and that will enable you shape and prepare generation for God. Never despise them. I know some of you have joined tonight with a heavy burden on your heart. I know that for many people, the midnight Christ is a time of great discomfort, but it's also a time of great opportunity. And I want you to recognize that even in the midst of that tribulation and the midst of that struggle, God is still speaking through. And God wants to use you as an ultimate mark of his demonstration of power and rulership on the earth planet. So never despise your experiences. Never think someone hates you. Never think someone is after you. They may be after you, they may hate you, but in your mind's eye and in your heart, see it that it is God's own way of rearranging you, polishing you, preparing you for things that are beyond the imaginations of men. Today, I want us to talk about one mystery in the spirit realm, the mystery of divination. We are praying about death-related attacks this week. And I want us to focus on the mystery of divination as it relates to death. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel chapter 21 and the verse 18, it says, The word of the Lord came to me, Isaiah, again saying, And son of man, appoint for yourself two ways for the sword of the king of Babylon to go. Both of them shall go from the same land. Make a sign, put it at the head of the road to the city. Appoint a road for the sword to go to Rabbah of the Ammonites and to Judah and to fortified Jerusalem. For the king of Babylon stands at the pattern of the road, at the fork of the two roads, to use divination. He makes the arrows. He consults the images. He looks at the liver. Take note. He uses divination. He shakes the arrows. He consults the images. And he looks at the liver. Anytime you watch some Ghanaian and Nigerian movies, you see a native priest or priestess holding a staff. The Igbos call it Ikenga. 
and then they'll shake it and to make a rattling sound. That is the sound. That is what he says here that he shakes the arrow. So it is not unique. In the Bible, you find whatever that you see on the movies, it is in the Bible. God talks about it. They are all parts of spiritual mystery. So he shakes the arrows. He consults the images. He looks at the liver. The looking at the liver, the looking at the liver is a, a high form of divination where an animal is killed. A sheep, most of the time, sometimes a bird will be killed. And then they will cut open the animal and they go for the liver. They go for the liver. And then they position the liver on a plate. And someone reads the future. Someone interprets what lies ahead based on the health and the shape of the liver. Of the liver. So the liver is a major instrument of divination. That is why when you go to certain parts of the country, certain villages where idol worship is predominant, anytime they make, they kill an animal, the one thing they look for is the blood. The second thing they look for is the liver. It is the liver that is placed upon the idol and the blood sprinkled. Those are the two major things. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And the liver is the significant, it is the representation of the flesh of the flesh itself. So divination through the liver. Divination through the liver. And the king of Babylon uses divination. The people of the world use a lot of divination. That is their own way of scanning into the present, of understanding the future. That is why the king of the, um, the, the Syrians didn't understand when Elisha would tell everything that he had, he spoke about in his chamber to the king of Israel. He couldn't understand that because they operate by divination. And the depth of their divination is limited. But these are some of the instruments of their divination. Again, we read in the book of Numbers. In the book of Numbers. The Bible says in the book of Numbers that there was a man called Balaam. There was a man called Balaam. There was a man called Balaam. And Balaam was a high priest. The Bible did not tell us what kind of high priest he was. But obviously, this was a man who was versed in the instruments of God. He was able to communicate at a high pedestal with God, even though he was not an Israelite. So this tells us that the, 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 the heritages of God are not bound only in Israel, but the promise of God for, his, for the liberation of his people is bound up with Israel. So Jonah... Uh, Job in the Bible was not an Israelite, but his story is the first recorded story in the Bible. So God was telling us that it is possible that in a generation and in a culture, he will raise a man who will know him. And Balaam was an example. The Bible says that Balaam was called that he might inquire about Israel and that he might curse them. And the scripture says that he asked them to bring animals, that he will set altars, that he will curse Israel. So the altars are a coven. They are a place where men 
can relate with God. They need God at a high point to activate a certain desire. So the king of the Amalekite and the kings of the Ammonite, they all knew this. So Balak knew and understood that his royalty could not conquer Israel. Royalty represents war. Royalty represents power. It could not conquer Israel because Israel was operating with, with priesthood. So he needed the priesthood of another man who could match the priesthood of Moses and uh, Joshua. So he went for Bela, divination. Balaam was a man skilled in the art of divination. And he said, come and let us go on to a high point where I can consult with God at a high point. Remember that God visited him and gave him mysteries and told him not to go when he was below the mountain. But he needed to still get on the mountain because he understood the, technical, the technicalities of God and knew that at a certain point in divination, the location and the place of the region of the altar is very important. And that altar is an altar of divination. So the animals are a source of divination. Altars, physical altars, raised at certain specific locations, certain portals on the earth realm, they are also sources of divination. That is why sometimes when the people of the world want to go for their yearly reinforcement, they will leave Accra and go to Benin, go to Togo, go to the North, go to Ashanti, go to Nzima, go wherever that they want to go. And they will go to a specific location. And some years back, there was an MP in the North. And this guy had just a high school education and then he had HND, but he became MP for about four times in parliament. And people didn't understand why. Then I met one of his distant relatives and he said, what backs that guy is from the white voter? And I was like, explain more. He said, the man goes there once a year. And when he gets to that point of the white voter, he goes naked to walk into a certain part of the, of the, of, of, of the river where the shrine of the destiny is and meets this particular day to face to face. So there are portals of access that divineness use to assess certain things in the spirit. So someone can invoke death by going to a specific portal where the invocation of death is, death is very potent. And where do they go? They go to the graveyards. It is the one of the most potent places where the invocation of death can be raised. So portals, altars at certain portals are very important. So number one, we have learned that the animal or the liver of an animal is a potent source of divination. We have learned that specific portals are also potent sources of divination. Then we also have the groaning and muttering spirits. They stutter. These spirits stutter. They murmur. They groan as if they don't want to talk, as if they can't talk, as if they are, they are dumb. Those are the spirits that... Saul consulted after the death of Samuel. So we call them the groaning and the muttering spirits. In our local parlance, we also call them the spirit of the dead. And then there are the dwarf spirits. These are all instruments of divination. These are all instruments of divination. These are all instruments of divination. One of the mysteries about these instruments of divination is that they all have the various weapons 
by which they can be defeated. Remember that in the book of John, the Bible says, if you, after Jesus was telling the, 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 the people of Israel and the Pharisees that you accuse me of defeating Beelzebub or working in conjunction with Beelzebub, but you know that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. And he says somewhere that by his finger, he binds Beelzebub. And the spirit of the dwarf is from the realm of Beelzebub, the prince of the demons. So how do you deal with the dwarf spirit? You have the finger of God. Not your finger, but the finger of God. Because Jesus himself tells us that it is by his finger that he deals with Beelzebub and casts him into, into the shackles and the chains of hell. So when you are dealing with the instrument of the dwarf spirit, you are using the finger of God. Because it's the thing, the Bible, remember the Bible says that it is the Lord, it's the Lord who teaches our fingers to war. Because the fingers of the Lord himself is an instrument of war. That's why in the book of Daniel, when the Bible recalls that a hand appeared strangely and wrote upon the wall, uh, 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 those strange words, the Bible says that it was a strange finger that appeared and wrote those words and vanished. And within 24 hours, there was warfare. So the finger of God was, it is also a finger of judgment, but one of the most potent things that we know about the finger of God, that it is the finger of warfare. So the finger of God is the instrument that we use and invoked against the spirit of the dwarf. We also release the clouds of God Again, strange altars at the high point because those altars use the high points in the spirit realm to access certain portals and certain openings in the spirit. Remember, the Bible says that even when the sons of God gathered, Satan was amongst them, but they did not even know it was God Himself that knew. So it is the same way the enemy can access certain high points in the spirit realm against you. That was what Balaam was trying to do. And in that case, we invoke the clouds of confusion and the clouds of darkness against them. I want us to understand these things so that we can pray. And when we go into prayer, we know the instruments we are using. The spirit of divination. The spirit of divination. Tonight, I want you to understand that every single day of our life, people are using the spirit of divination to know and to ascertain the right time to attack and clothe us with the cloth of death. They are always inquiring the right time to come against us with a cloth of death. But thanks be to Christ Jesus, who has delivered us from the test of death once, that for all of eternity we will not be condemned by death. Thanks be to him. We just lift up our right hand right now. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. The Bible declares in the book of Ezekiel 21, 21 and 23, that for the king of Babylon stands at the pattern of the road, at the fork of the two roads to use divination. He shakes the arrows, he consults the images. He looks at the, at the liver. In his right hand is the divination for Jerusalem to set up battering rams, to call for a slaughter, to lift the voice with shouting, to set battering rams against the gate, to heap up a siege mount and to build a wall. 
and it will be to them like a false divination. In the eyes of those who have sworn oaths to them, that he will bring their iniquity to remembrance, that they may be taken. Tonight, we are going to pray that, O oh Lord, we are releasing the clouds of confusion. We are going to pray this prayer for a, a, a minimum of 15 minutes because this is a long prayer. And we are telling the Lord our oh God, there are different, that have, that's why I took my time to explain these dimensions. And I want you to follow this prayer as just a rough outline of the things we are praying about and begin to release prayer against different dimensions of divination in the realms of the spirit that is attacking and that is lifted up against your family. And you are telling the Lord your oh God that you call the clouds of confusion, you call the clouds of darkness, you call the clouds of blindness, and you invoke the spirit of stuttering upon every instrument and oracle and all of divination, soothsaying and evil prophecy, investigating death for your soul and for your body. In the name of Jesus Christ, of the in that saving, you will lift up those forms of divine power, even the clouds of confusion, the clouds of darkness and blindness, even the spirit of stuttering against every instrument, against every oracle of divination that is seeking death, against the members of your family and your loved ones. Now, in the name of Jesus. You are declaring tonight that as you stand on the word of God tonight, you declare that as Israel cut off Balaam in the, as he entered the land, you declare that you invoke the sword of the Lord your God to decapitate every agent of divination and to silence every entities behind the copies of soothsaying divination that is working against your life and that is working against your soul in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And you are telling the Lord your God that you escape every death plot now in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Shabbat <laughs> 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 
territorial wickedness. One of the mysteries of their oppression is that that is why you must always pray for God's protection. It is not for nothing that we always ask for a certain cover around us. At a certain level of oppression, their ultimate desire is just to touch you in the spirit. Because the Bible says that the darkness and the light must not have anything to do with each other. And you represent the light. Just a touch. So observe this. You can be touched in a dream and you wake up and that portion of your body will be paining you. You can be scratched or shot in your dream and you wake up and that part of your body will pain you. That is even at the low point of demonic operation. Imagine at the high point when you stand and you see a force that towers into the scars and you ask yourself, where does this end? Imagine such a power touching your body in the realms of the spirit and in visions. And when you wake up, you battle with diseases that have no scientific basis. That's how wicked the enemy of our soul is. So now we are going to pray. Every operation, every tempering of our bodies, physically and the spirit. You see, we must emphasize the spirit first because whatever that they desire, they operate in the spirit. A boy was killed recently in Ghana. And my wife was just telling me that this boy was called out by his friends and, and, and you know, to, to come play. And then when he went out with them, they killed him in another completed building. And I told my wife, whatever that was done to that boy was, you know, I was just talking to her and I said, this thing was programmed in a high level, high point of occult. They passed that information to a strange man sitting somewhere because it is a an ally, demonic and satanic alliance planned at a high point and passed down in rank to a so-called priest native doctor, money ritualist, who then passed it to these innocent ones, little kids, because of their inordinate desire for wealth. And then they killed the child. So you go into a spirit, you trace the source of that. It was planned at a high point. It was planned at a high point, but it was carried out at the hands of those who were used by the enemy. We are going to pray tonight. Every sickness, that has been programmed to bring you down, to bring us down, to lead to death by the mystery in the name of Jesus. We bring an end to those forces in the name of Jesus. We invoke the name of the Lord our God and we activate his wrath tonight to descend and consume operations and works of darkness against our lives. By the power in the name of Jesus, we declare burn every change and every instrument of wickedness that has been cut upon our hearts, our blood, our, 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 our flesh, our minds, and any part of our body, our kidneys and our lungs, every precious and every bondage that has been cut upon any part of our bodies right now, to cause and to lead us to them, we declare them broken tonight in the name of Jesus. We break off every such bondage and we declare divine health and divine restoration for our bodies and our souls now. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare by the of the power, the power of the Lord, 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 the power of the Lord
Ya 
The Bible says that when the messengers who have been sent to Jericho were escaping, the woman agreed with them that they would spare her life. And as a sign of that agreement, there was a scarlet. There was a scarlet that was left. And the scripture says that according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, Joshua 2, 21. 
and they departed and she bound the scarlet cord in the window the scarlet scarlet is red now one thing you need to understand is that in the book of revelation when the bible was talking about the harlot called babylon there was a scarlet that she sat on or, or she covered herself with and in the book of proverbs when the bible talks about the prostitute it says that her apparels her scarlet is enticing the reason why the prostitutes in the ancient used the the, the, the the red scarlet was because the red was the color of blood and every sexual encounter was a representation of the spillage of blood and so the scarlet was a present was a representation of her prostitutehood but this same scarlet was lifted as a token of deliverance it was a pointer to the christ lifted high for the whole world to see but you see that is not even the focus the focus is the scarlet as a symbol and as a token of deliverance in the same way in the spirit that there are certain tokens that are in you look i have lived my life in a very ambiguous culture and family i have animists in my family i have muslims in my family i have christians in my family and one of the things that i notice is that with the exception of the christians in the family all of the other people who practice strange ways they all operate on tokens so when my cousins want to gain admission to a university they will go and give a gift a token colors are important the tokens are important and so the enemy operates on tokens when they want to kill there was a tree where i grew up and this tree it got to a point that the government had to come in and war the tree because almost every day there was a life animal that was hammered onto the tree using strange nails there were destinies and souls that were wasted on the tree and so they walled the tree so that people will stop tokens are real we are going to pray tonight every token that has been lifted up every token of death lifted against you we are standing on the word of god and we are nullifying it we are invoking the power of god we are focusing on the tokens of the waters and we're telling the lord our god that every token in the waters of the sea and the waters of the land that has been lifted against our lives to lead to death we release the break of the lord to cast them now in the name of jesus begin to invoke the break of the lord right now against every token that has been set in the waters of the sea and of the land against your life that is supposed to lead to death let the break of the law crush that token right now in the name of jesus father in the name of jesus i invoke your supernatural breaker to break every token that has been lifted against me in the waters oh lord every lifting up that has been done every strange token of death against my life against my family against the men and the women that have of, of consent to me in the waters 
of the sea, in the waters of the land, I stand on the word of God, the power in the blood of Jesus Muhammad and I command that token to be cast down by the brick of the Lord, by the brick of the Lord, by the brick of the Lord, oh my Lord, my God, by the mighty man of battle, and the mention of your name, every name of power, but by the brick of the enemies of Israel, by the crash of those that stand against the Lord, I stand on the word of God, I'm 
We are going to pray all of us for Wilhelmina, Sister Wilhelmina. We are telling the Lord about God that every abnormality that has been ordained the realms of the spirit, we are bringing the corporate anointing of this platform against abnormality that has been ordained the spirit to them against her right now. Every abnormality ordained against her life to cause strange happenings that will lead to sorrow, that will frustrate her, that leads to death and to any form of sorrow. Tonight we are going to stand on the word of God. We are joining ourselves in corporate prayer and we are praying for Sister Wilhelmina and we are telling the Lord our God that let the chains break and let the wishes of the enemy backfire. Lift up your voice and pray for her. Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand for Sister Wilhelmina by the complete aspect of the practice and by the grace of the spirit of Of 
Thank you, Jesus. We are praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight. I pray for Sister Gifty and I declare that let that new thing in her life come to pass. I establish that new glory. I establish that divine shift in the realms of the spirit. Oh Lord, you are the God that shifted Israel out of the land of Egypt into the land of divine increase. You are the Lord our God that moved even Abraham out of the land of all into the land of the West. Father, by you, oh God, even restoration located Job. I pray for gift tonight. Let the restoration located right now. Let that new level and that divine shape we have for In the name of Jesus. Now, oh God, we thank you tonight. I pray for each and every member of this network. And I pray for those that join tonight. The Father cover us. Preserve us. They will seek. They will continue searching. But Lord, we declare ourselves hidden in the inner chambers of the Holy Ghost. Father, we bring ourselves, O God, even before the very throne room of God, in the altar, O Father. Lord God, at that place where the sacrifices are delivered, we are hidden beneath that altar. Preserve us, O Father. Lord, your altar is unapproachable in light. We activate the angels of your light. The angels that have found favor in your sight and that receive your light and your shine. Let those angels, oh God, shine around each and every one of us tonight. Preserve us, cover us. Let us see your glory, oh God. And now when we wake again, oh God, we'll continue to worship and to praise you. We thank you tonight in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let us share the grace. Let the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Amen. Amen. Amen.